0: Hello everybody, this is Paul Warriner, Associate Trainer with Raising the Bar, and welcome to this episode of Sheet Dip. Once again, I'm with Chris Farnsworth, one of the founding directors of Raising the Bar. Hello Chris.
1: Hi Paul, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well, thank you. Very well indeed, and you?
1: Oh, enjoying this warm weather we've got.
0: Ah, warm weather. When? <laughs> if this show is going out in the wintertime, cast your minds back. To the warm weather. (laughs) Chris, We're so far we've covered lots of different things in uh, these little podcasts. More recently, communication skills, some of the things that the team are picking up on their day out with raising the bar. And one of the other topics I want to draw out and have a discussion with you about is the art of planning. Chris, first of all, how much planning do you generally see once you've briefed the event? To the delegates?
1: So generally when they walk out into the field they have on average I'd say they have less than five minutes trying to plan of how they're going to get the sheep in the pen.
0: So, so just a minute, they have less than, I mean they've spent less than five minutes five planning? Minutes, yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. They, they just walk out in the field they're excited and when excitement happens logical thought tends to come second So Mm. I love seeing excitement because excitement just means that it's enthusiasm wrapped up and it's highly contagious. And so I never criticise anybody for getting carried away and having a bit of fun. And that's normal behaviour.
0: They're really looking forward to it at this stage, aren't they? They can't wait to get out into the field.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, And that's good to see. What's the interesting part is how quickly they have their second planning meeting. All right. So... The first one is is like, walk out in the field. How are we going to do this? Oh, you go this way, that way. And they'll walk in. And then they realise that it's actually a bit harder than a vague plan, sort of (laughs) wafted around. Well, we're going to go to London. Well, let's just go. You know, we get in the car. Do we go left or right at the first junction? You know, it's that sort of approach. And then when you realise actually just going left 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 you end up back where you were that's ultimately what happens the sheep run around the field once they get to the back to the same place again going well we didn't stop at the pen the real point is actually how quickly they go okay this is now we've assessed our target market the sheep and how are we going to get them to go in the pen
0: so there's very little planning to start with They have a quick run through. It's not that easy. And then they regroup and have a a bit more of a planning session. Now, how long does that take? How much time do they spend on it, really, is what I'm trying to say. And how does that process happen within the teams?
1: They'll normally spend a maximum of five minutes. They don't plan, even though it seems quite long, they don't plan for much longer than five minutes at a time. And does
0: that happen as as a group, or do you... At this point, you generally see somebody emerging as a spokesperson or a MC or leader.
1: It's interesting. If the group is well established, then they look to the normal figurehead if there has been one there. You know, for instance, one group came out and the manager of the group said, Look, I'm quite happy to facilitate this task, but I know nothing about sheep it's all going to have to come from you and the whole group agreed that he would be the best person to facilitate the meeting and that sort of authority doesn't often show itself because invariably the males have this ego which says i know what i'm doing do all of this and we'll get the sheep in and the females are invariably a bit more encompassing a bit more emotionally connected they start to worry about how everybody else is as well as the sheep and whether everybody's connected so it's that mixture of focused targeted right we just got to get the sheep in the pen to actually making sure everybody's on board
0: okay so there's a there's a there's a crossover here between taking the lead authority leadership but if we're focusing on planning What's the extent of the planning from your experience that happens? So we've had a bash, it hasn't quite worked out and now we're going to have another go but we're going to formulate a little bit of plan. What does that generally look like in the second round of planning, what does it look like? Is it an in-depth conversation? Is it a strategized analysis of the task in hand? Or is it more of an up-in-the-air discussion?
1: I would say it's more a kaleidoscope of ideas which are sort of coming together. But it's the way they review the information they've got which is really the key. So it's a person who can listen to everybody, who can bring a plan together with all the information they've been given and what they found out in the field is the person who naturally will come to the top. But it's only if the group wants it. So they're bringing
0: information obviously back from their first round of experience. How is this information collated? What I'm trying to get to here is is 10, 12 people standing around in a circle, all chipping in with their thoughts, how they can do it better. Who's compiling this? How are they compiling it? And what I'm trying to draw out is the references then to the workplace, you know, because if you had your planning meeting around the water cooler or the coffee machine and nobody was taking any notes, nobody was really recording it nobody was structuring the feedback in a certain way and then everybody just went off and did their own thing what's the result going to be so is that similar to what's happening in the field
1: very similar because there isn't enough details nobody really knows what they should be doing they sort of got the idea the sheep need to go in the pen nobody really knows who's their buddy is or who's meant to be either side of them because the sheep are constantly moving they can't seem to make that plan. And what i notice is if they don't actually get the principles right, and the principles are such that actually the basic rules, if the sheep do this, we do that, who's responsible for when the sheep are heading in the wrong direction? Where is the target? And I know this sounds really simple. Where is the target? And they, they look at you blankly and they go, well, the target is obviously the pen. Okay, so when the sheep are off target, who's responsible for getting them back on target? So it's no good in this case going for the command and control and they come up with the idea that I'm the shepherd and I will bark my orders to the team. But the the trouble is with that strategy is that actually by the time you've barked your control to the team, What's happened is the sheep have automatically reacted, and by the time you react to what the sheep are doing, it's too late. They've already gone.
0: So what you're saying there is sheep are a bit more agile and quicker witted than half of the teams out there initially. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, 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 I can see that, particularly if I would be involved. But let's say we've a couple of attempts. It's not going too badly. It's not going well, but it's not going too badly. Does the planning process for the say the third attempt? Does the planning process? continue does it intensify does it become more detailed what happens generally to that planning
1: process well normally by the third time I'm hoping that they're getting better thoughts but often what you find is that actually they're just digging in the same hole they're going oh well if we start from a different corner in the field because that's where the sheep are now we'll get a different result even though we're still playing the same game
0: Okay, so do you ever see that the despondency creep in and planning become even more erratic and gung-ho?
1: Oh, definitely. You get people losing energy very quickly. And, you know, when you ask them the question, especially after an hour of, well, what's going well, often the response is nothing. Nothing's going well. And you're going, well, okay, so what have you discovered? What have you learned? Because nothing's going well, you must have learned something but it's actually getting into that process.
0: Yeah, and I think this is all, for me, under the topic of planning. You know, planning this task, the the roles of people within the task, planning what goes on during the event. All these things are little subsections of this big umbrella called planning. And all of this is mirrored in the workplace, obviously, and they're much more used to doing things as a project plan in the workplace, for example. If they brought some of those skills to the field, then obviously things may be a little different. But sometimes what we see with raising the bar is what actually goes on in the field is mirrored in the workplace.
1: Very much so. If I add a pound for every time I ask somebody, is this what normally happens? And they say, this is exactly what happens at work.
0: So there's a general understanding of what the task is, but no great detail of how we're going to achieve it. And nobody stepped up to put that plan in place. It's a collective decision to have a go and we'll evaluate on the run.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what happens.
0: Okay. So there are some obviously interesting side effects from that. Consequences is what I probably mean is that uh, maybe it doesn't quite happen as smoothly and quickly as possible, or it could do. I've Never seen anybody take any notes or take a piece of paper or something to sketch things out in the field,
1: have you? We have occasionally seen somebody grab a pen and paper and or ask for a pen and paper and draw on something out. The back of the cigarette container used to be the favourite expression, (laughs) but now the vaping machine doesn't quite do the same thing but they do sometimes ask for a pen and paper. But often what works well is having a dry run through, sort of do it in miniature in a corner of the field as if one of them might be the sheep.
0: So practice.
1: Practice and actually physically running through it without any sheep. We use a team member to pretend they're a sheep and then they can see how everybody has to move. So there's a dry run. That has a big effect on the group
0: okay so that's very interesting isn't it and likewise with uh, many other things practice gives you context to this and if they've this is generally the first time most of these delegates have have tried this shepherding exercise and many times it's the first time they've come this close to sheep so you would imagine that they've not had to plan anything like this before so it's a brand new experience Which, of course, is for us, is one of the highlights uh, and our unique propositions to the market is the fact that we don't just do the ordinary run of the mill team building. This is something really, really different, but it does mirror the workplace exceptionally well. Now, if they're getting through the day and you're dropping hints and guiding them, as I know you do from time to time, and they're gradually getting to grips with it, as they get better and better, does the level of planning improve?
1: Well, like all things, Paul, the more the practice gets better, the more they know they're going to achieve it. When they can see that, yeah, we're going to get them there next time, then the commitment to getting them in, the understanding, the reassurance that everybody's going to back each other up, then it gets closer and closer.
0: So the closer they get to success, the more the planning takes a hold and they do the planning better and they execute the plan better, the closer they become to success.
1: Yeah. And also, Paul, I think we've got to say is that actually some people are more confident about the sheep and the plan than other people. But what the sheep are very good at is picking the weak spots. And it's how the leader or the plan adapts to the less competent people in the group.
0: The plan, it's adaptability. It's taking into consideration all the team members because no doubt there could be plans that left a few people sitting on the sidelines but of course that's not the objective of this exercise it's to involve them and be inclusive and be part of the team
1: but the point is is actually because you haven't got an excess amount of people because you've only got 10 to 16 people yeah you, you need to use all those people but what the sheep will do is recognize the weak link in the team so the the sheep are very good at visual recognition of people and will pick constantly the person who is less confident person with the sheep.
0: And what's the planning to counteract that?
1: The planning is how do you give confidence to the less confident people? And that's by putting confident people at either side of them.
0: I've witnessed that and it works a treat. I've also witnessed when the sheep have much more confidence as well. In summary, if you were to sort of, start this exercise off and and let's let's play the cards here what would be your ideal planning method to articulate this to the team so how would they best do this exercise from a planning point of view
1: from a planning point of view if you have no experience of sheep you have mm. to quietly assess your sheep and the word is quietly hang around them look how they move not to wind them up and to run around fast after them. You know, you wind people up, they get really edgy really quickly. And that's the same with the sheep. So you want to assess, can I walk up close to them? If it's only one person, can I get amongst them? Or do they always stay together? Those are the sort of things. So you want to go through that period of the assessment, in my opinion, and that should take half an hour. And if you're really good, you'll bring the whole team together and go, well, what did you notice? Because if you're in different parts of the field you'll notice different things. Yeah, different perspectives. And, and so therefore you need to pull all those ideas together and then to come up with a plan that not only everybody agrees with, understands, but also commits to.
0: So those are the key points. It's assessment, it's design of the plan, pulling all the information together from all different perspectives. It's then devising that plan with everybody's buy-in and then getting the commitment that everybody understands their particular role within the plan. They know what role they've got to do and they're surrounded and filled with confidence by the other people because they know what they're doing. If that actual process is followed, if that planning process is followed, Do you think you would see much more success sooner in the field?
1: The thing is, even as a shepherd, you know, we have our preferred ways of doing things. I've seen the most bizarre plan come together because everybody believed in it. They committed to it and they got the sheep in when I would go, well, this will never work. (laughs) so When people come out, they go, oh, is this the right answer? There is no right or wrong answer. It's how you as a team are going to react to the challenges you're given.
0: The right, there's no right or wrong, maybe sometimes better ways of doing things, but no right or wrong. But what you're saying is the commitment to a plan has much more weight than the actual plan, plan itself.
1: itself. Absolutely, you're spot on there.
0: Thank you, Chris, for those sort of heads up. For anybody that's listening to this that was, is going to go on to one of these Raising the Bar events, They may have a little bit of insight now into how to tackle this particular thing because planning is one of the key elements to a successful exercise of getting the sheep from A to B, B being the pen. Planning, and it's so important as it is in the workplace. Once again, I'd like to thank Chris for your expertise and valuable insight. And if you've enjoyed this particular episode of Sheep Dip from Raising the Bar, then just like us on Facebook, do the social media thing, go to our website, pass a comment. But we'll definitely be back with another episode of Sheep Dip. So thank you very much indeed, Chris.
1: You're welcome, Paul. (laughs)